Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59, 27-point furnace tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. It's Football Friday on the fan. It's a man's game now. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Football Friday with Danny and Dusty on 1080. We have great expectations. The Fan. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you. If you missed any of the show, check it out. Service Patriots podcast at 1080thefan.com or in the Odyssey app. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. All right, to hour number two, let's start with a little college foosball, huh? We talked about the national slate mm. and got into a little bit of Utah and USC as well because that is the marquee matchup in the Pac-12, obviously, this week. Because it's a top 25 duel. You got um, number, what are they now? 19? Is that what they dropped out? Yeah. 16. 16? 18. 18. 18. 18. 18. 18 versus 14. Mm-hmm. And 14 is the team without a quarterback. Like Quite literally. Or a backup. Or a they're third not, string. Yeah, they're playing with their third and fourth string yeah. quarterbacks, and that's the 14th ranked team in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, USC is a touchdown favorite, but if you look at just what Utah does well, I mean, if styles make fights, the style mm-hmm. may favor Utah at this point yeah. because they don't front. need the quarterback. No, it's their front. And that's the thing is USC, one of the things about USC last year that I think went under discussed was just how good Travis Dye was for them. Mm-hmm. He was phenomenal in giving them balance, and they were able to just run the ball at will with with Caleb Williams being the quarterback that he was, and that part of 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 their their offense is gone. And that number one, number two, Caleb Williams is trying to make home run plays on every single drop back right it's now. It's gonna get him killed. It's it, yes. And it's not it, it will not translate to the NFL. No. I saw it, somebody say it looks like he's trying to hit a five run home run every time. Yes. Yeah. And that's things like he's capable of making incredible plays literally every time he drops back. It doesn't mean he needs to make it like Lincoln Riley sets up and runs an offense designed to make it easy. 
And Marshawn Lloyd is good enough to run the football. No, absolutely. It's not, I don't think the running back position necessarily no. is the issue. The offensive line is dreadful. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what we said heading into the year is that, like, yeah, they'll be okay at the beginning of the year because, one, their schedule wasn't very tough, and two, they're healthy. Now you're starting to see as the schedule gets tougher, they're getting dinged up. On both fronts, they are getting thin. And that's USC, and that's a Lincoln-Riley problem. And in the era of the portal, USC has brought in, I mean, you said it the other day, the second most guys only to Colorado, right? Well, you can fix these issues if you evaluate the talent correctly Mm -hmm. because it's not just the defensive line. It's not just a defensive issue. No. This is big human being issue that USC has right now. And it's on their offensive and their defensive lines. And that... That's a Lincoln Riley issue. Yeah. That is a, it's your, uh, I don't want to say talent acquisition. It's your recruiting, but it's not just no, recruiting because it's, 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 it's your portal. No, it, it it's is. It's your portal. It's, it's talent acquisition. That's what this is. We can, we can call it what it is. And you, you, they're just ineffective at doing it with the massive human beings that it takes to win football games. Yeah, and, and they thought they did well enough. They went out and they yeah. got the biggest names in the portal with the exception of Birch going to Oregon. And uh, there was another big tackle that went somewhere else. Where Johnny Cornelius went to Oregon as well. That was another one. Okay. I mean, they, but they, with the exception of those two guys, USC basically gobbled up all of the the big name transfer portal guys on both sides of the line. Then you have an issue with your coaching, mm-hmm. and I don't think enough. I think his name is Breland, uh, the offensive line coach at mm-hmm. Oklahoma, who stayed when Lincoln Riley left. Uh, he's been there for a really long time. He did a fantastic job there and continues to do a fantastic job. Um, and USC has got, they got their struggles, but they are too talented and they are good enough to beat this Utah team, um, by seven points. But any idea that this is going to be a USC is going to be comfortable and they're going to cruise to this one. I'm never comfortable playing a Kyle Winningham team. Are you insane? No, because I was shocked when I, when I read this, but this is the first ranked conference opponent to play at the Coliseum since 2019. USC has not had a ranked conference opponent at home since 2019. That makes sense because the bad losses that they've had over the last couple of years against ranked opponents have all been on the road. Yep. Rice Eccles last year, was it Oregon two years ago? You just go down the list. It's like their bad losses to ranked teams have all been on the road. Yep. Yeah. And their defense is good enough to to win. They are number one in rush defense, mm-hmm. number three in pass defense. Uh, Utah is uh, heading into this week. They are going to be every bit the test that we think they're going to be. And then offensively, look, I, I don't get how Utah does this because their quarterback play is so horrific. Do you know what they rank nationally in time of possession? Utah? Yeah. They're either going to be very high or very low. Yeah, they're third. Yeah, they're third nationally in time of possession. Taking their sweet, sweet time. And they do, they're they not like a top 10 rushing team. I don't even think they're a top 30 rushing team nationally. They don't throw the ball effectively right now. When What I think is amazing is people are like, they're doing this without Cam Rising. Hell, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. Cam Rising is not going to make them more explosive on the outside 
um, to the degree that people believe he will. Will they have more explosives? Yes, they will. Cam Rising is a far superior quarterback. But it's not as if like Cam Rising is all of a sudden going to make their receivers run better routes and be faster because <laughs> they're missing some speed on the outside um, that they've always had. But what they're going to do is they're going to try to play keep away. And when USC has an inability to defend the run, it plays into the hands of Utah. Um, and they're, right now... USC being 84th against the run is kind of inexcusable. You're too talented to 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 be that bad against the run. They are, and then, and the other part of that is, with the exception of the Notre Dame game, you've been so well. I guess the Arizona game, they got mauled too on the yeah. ground. Beyond those games, you've been so far ahead that you have no excuse for an opponent to be running the ball on you. So how have you been giving up that many yards? <laughs> That's a great. Point. You've been winning games by 50 plus <laughs> That's through crazy. the first five games of the season. Yeah. So. How are you now falling face first and allowing that many yards rushing when you're up 50? Teams aren't running the ball on you. Yeah. They're, this team has so much talent, though. Like, you're just like, they can figure it out. But how well, many na- Nationally, do, how they're many up there again. Go? Well, nationally, they're up there again for sacks and tackles for loss. Disruptive really- plays, they're up there. It's the consistency yep. and the brain-dead stupidity that, that pops up in the open field tackling and the breakdown mentally, particularly in their pass rush lanes. And when a quarterback breaks out, uh, they have gotten gashed all season long by a quarterback taking the ball and running and everybody turning their head. Here's something that... Doesn't get enough run, but we talked about this a lot over the course of last year, though. And it was gonna, it's just like the Minnesota Vikings going 11 0 in one possession games. Mm-hmm. It is the turnover luck. That, yeah, they led the nation in turnovers last year. They, they, and, were, plus, they were plus 22, I think, at one point. Because they caused an ungodly amount yeah. and they did not turn they the did, ball over. They did not tr- turn well, the ball over. They're at all. not. They're not causing as many turnovers. They still do, yeah. but they're not causing as many turnovers. And Caleb yeah. Williams is turning the ball over now, well, which is turn the ball over like crazy against Notre Dame. Yeah, which yeah. is a very uncharacteristic. But look, that's why they call it turnover luck, mm-hmm. because the the numbers bear it out. Is like even when you have a generational player, like sometimes they turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're trying to force the issue around you, and there's a lot of luck that is involved. I think if you went back and you looked at it, like uh, the NFL keeps track of these stats. I wish college would. The turnover worthy throws. Yes. Like, oh, Caleb, Caleb has thrown a ton in the sense of, and when we talked about this last year uh, leading up to the draft, there was the. The comparison between CJ Tra- CJ Stroud and Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. and it was the 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 tracking software that tracked ball placement. And even though Caleb had had, had put the ball in more tight spots consistently than Stroud, he had also put it into tight spots more consistently with coverage. Yeah, and that was like, well, yeah, he's putting the ball there, he's dotting them up, but he's also. He's had Jordan Addison or at mm-hmm. late last season, Brandon Rice, making incredible plays, Mario Williams, making Taj Washington, all of them coming up with 50-50 balls regularly and them not turning into 50-50 balls. They were turning yep. into 80-20 balls because the wide receivers were just outmatching DBs. I was, I was looking at the Brock Purdy's turnover-worthy throws. Mm-hmm. I bet you has got a ton. Uh, he, he has eight and only one interception on them. Yeah. You know? It's like it, it's incredible to see, yeah. but uh, Caleb, here's here's a stat for you: the Caleb Williams stat. Last three weeks, zero big time throws, seven turnover worthy plays. Yeah, and four of them were four of them were turnovers. Yeah, so the the capitalization, boop. That's brutal. Yeah, 
that's that, brutal. Yeah, that makes but sense. you know what? I, I do believe in your men of Troy this weekend. I do too. Um, if if Cam Rising doesn't play this week, he's out for the season. That's I'm I'm I'm, I'm putting the stamp on. It. If he doesn't, if he doesn't play this week, it's this is it. Oh. I mean, if you're not going to play him here, when are you going to play him? Juicy. All right. Um, let's get to Oregon and Washington State, a rivalry game that has a line that has me scratching my head a little bit. Danny Dusty on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey Ass. On 1080 The Fan. Please clap. Right here on The Fan tomorrow, our coverage starts at uh, 6 a.m. Center and the Saint. Then we got Ducks uh, pregame. Anthony Dirt and myself in front of the Mashovsky Center until 10.30. We were handed off to Jerry Jorgi Joeyan. Myself for Oregon and Washington State. Coog's coming to town. How early are you getting down there? 7.30. So that means you leave at 3.30? I leave tonight. No, 3.30. Well, I didn't know how bad the traffic was going to be getting down there. Oh, no, 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 no. No, you can make it down two hours still that early. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you should listen to my traffic reports then during the pregame show. Oh, That's you right. make the mistake and of also during. Uh, I'm up Saint. that early. Hmm? <laughs> and also uh, with uh, Will during Center and Saint. He That's does the right. Traffic and weather updates as well. Thinking That's I'm right. up at seven o'clock on a Saturday. Are you insane? No, luckily my in-laws live in uh, beautiful Harrisburg, Oregon. Oh, there you go. A little hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah. So I'll go down there tonight. There you go. That mm. way you don't have to deal with the the nonsense. Yeah, it's not. It, again, it's not bad that early in the morning. Like if you were to no, leave no, no, at the, like the, the way, the, nine. Yeah. If you leave at like nine for the twelve thirty game, then you're going to be in the thick of it. But people get there. People don't get there that early. The lots it? don't open up until eight thirty. Oh, really? Yeah. They don't have the early lots for even for the early game. No, I mean you can do like uh, the RV lots where you can even stay overnight there. Oh, you can't. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. There was a game with the Colorado game. I drove in to the parking lots, and it was another twelve thirty kick. So it was it was at seven thirty in the morning. I drive in, and there was just a dude sitting in a lawn chair. Drinking out of a fifth, <laughs> ready to rock and roll, and I was like, "You know what that is? 
That's good old American tailgating right there. <laughs> Ready to party. That guy, he was uh, nobody else with him. He was just by himself, just sitting in a lunch, just sitting in a folding chair. Flogged like... malted hops and bong resin. <laughs> 100%. It's like our guy in Philadelphia getting there at, uh, what was it, six hours before the game? N- you mean 16, 16 hours. hours before he the was game, the, yeah. He was there for mon- uh, Monday night football at 3.30 in the morning. Hey, did what he bring 72 beers for himself? Yeah. He's a legend. And I bet he drank all of them. What's what's the... what's the Yeah, baby! What's the most amount of beers you've drank in a 24-hour period? Oh, I don't know. Put a number on it. I don't... I, Come on. I don't even know. Coward. I don't know. I can't go with a 24-hour period, but I know a 12-hour period mm-hmm. from college. Yeah. 24. Yeah. Yeah. A case, and then topped it off with a 22 a pyramid Hefeweizen. Oh, God. Be- I can't think of worse beers to top off. Well, it was a, it was a, yeah, I mean, it was a case of like, I think I had a bush light or something. Yeah, I know, but like, something light. you're going water and then just pouring that yeah. just big, heavy beer well, on top of it. I had to go for it. the big flex at the end, you know? <sighs> like the one, uh, you can't put a number on it because... Hands down, one of the biggest days of the year was the Beer Olympics every year, mm-hmm. where multiple kegs were taken down. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so it's like I don't know how much over that seventeen, eighteen hour period it what it was was consumed. It wasn't. Uh, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. It was a lot, and I can't. I like. I honestly, I could not put a number on it. Mm. But it was uh, enough to, even in my 20s, to have like a multiple day hangover. Oof. Yeah. Where you bounce back like that. I was not bouncing back. Couple days, huh? Yeah. 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 For ours, it was gentleman's case. We had from midnight to noon to put down the case. From midnight to noon? Yes. And then the rule was not noon to midnight. No. Midnight to noon. I'd do better on the noon to midnight. And And the rule was if you participated, you still had to go to class. The next day. Oof. Oh, I was, th- I was thinking like in the that morning. day. I was yeah. like, well, from midnight to noon, like you can have you can have that 8 a.m. class, yep. and you're eight hours into it. Yeah, that's the only way you get out of the basement is to go to class if you're participating. Honestly, it would be great if you just went to class and just Wait, in class. On. Was this... I'm I'm confused now. Mm-hmm. Was this in college or was this at Danny's house yeah. where you're in the basement, <laughs> you're locked in there, and you can't get out? Oh, trust me. You're not getting out of Danny's basement. <laughs> Well, uh, so what is it for you? you? I feel like you know your number, and that's why I don't. I honestly, I don't have a number for you. I I, I know it was Those over were the most. I know it was over thirty six. Okay, because that's a lot. We we Gosh. killed thirty six, and Holy then smokes alcohol poisoning set in after that. But I kept drinking. Yikes! So yeah, and this is a great point on the Vancouver Ford text line because we also had these ones too. Uh, it's hard to put a number on Shasta beers. Uh, Shasta beers would be going to Lake Shasta Memorial Day weekend, Ooh. and you're on the houseboats, and you're on. It all blends together. Yeah, you're yeah. on. You're on, you're parked on the island. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You just, just hope your... that you don't end up face first in the water. Yeah, that's all you're hoping for. Yeah, man. All right. Um, well, so that's talking ducks and cougs. Actually, well, that may the, be the most fitting Washington State yeah, they, segment yeah, that, that was, we could have put That was together. the ode to the Cougs. The and only if, thing missing was fireball talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't, I, I, I can't get behind it. That's not my thing. <laughs> Deep-fried fireball? Because I love this man, I will not uh, say the name, but there was a, a bar that we would go to, and 
the we got to know well there's several bar owners that we got to know very well um but me and my buddies went there on a weekday night and we were the only guys in the bar and the owner uh he got us we started drinking jaeger bombs oh jaeger bombs go because we were dumb college kids yeah yep and the jaeger bombs turned into obstacle course races around the bar <laughs> and that was the only night that I've gotten a ride home from the owner of a bar. Because <laughs> he was like, I am not, you guys are not walking. You guys are not going anywhere. And we all just piled in the back of his 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 car and he just rolled up and we all just rolled out of our car. He was like, the, He was like Spicoli and his buddies, you know, b- uh, rolling out of the VW bus. And my favorite part of it was that at the end of the night, we all got our bills and we were like, None of those were free, and he's like, none. And we we're like, what the hell, man? <laughs> like, you're you're the reason why. <laughs> the uh... we got no freebies out of him. I mean, it is what it is. Actually, I did get one. I got one. First one's free. No, 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 no. Uh, it was, it was after the David Tyree helmet catch. Oh, that's okay. the only time I got a free drink out of him. Speaking of egg bombs, I came home from a deployment, and we went straight to a bar. Me and a buddy of mine, and we couldn't drink for was it fourteen months, mm-hmm. and uh, we we talked the bartender into putting the uh, bottle of Jaeger on the counter mm-hmm. and giving us his, like mm-hmm. f- five or six Red Bull Red uh, Red Bulls, <sighs> and he said, "Have at it," and we we raced to see who could black out first. That's not, God, you military guys are different. It was, I mean, you guys are work hard, play hard. Man, all right, um, there we go. And now I don't drink Jaeger, Jaeger or Fireball. I haven't had Jaeger in years, and that used to be my drink of choice. Oof. Loved it. Hate black licorice, loved Jaeger. Makes that, sense. Of it. That was me too. I'm gagging right now. Yeah. You used to be a big Jaeger oh, guy. Oh, yeah. No, no. Like, like yeah. well after college. Yeah. No, that was, yeah. that was one yeah. like before I was but just hate a tequila. black licorice. Always yeah. have. Before really? I was just a tequila yeah. man, I was, I was a tequila Jaeger guy. So, and Jaeger isn't really like black licorice. That's I mean, more, that's more, that's more Uzo Zambuca. I think it's pretty Uzo black. Is, sure. Uzo you know? is very black licorice. Yeah. 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 All right. Hmm. Nothing. I'm gagging yeah. just thinking about it, really. That's where I'm at with I this. I want a Jaeger bomb. I, I was just thinking, does that, you want a Jaeger bomb? Do, do we need to have yeah. like Friday egg bombs? Egg bombs go. Yeah. We need to get some, some, some Red Bulls door dashed over here. Uh, some Red Balls? No. <laughs> I have a feeling that'll bring a little juice to the show. <laughs> Red balls f- give you wings. I have a feeling the high school I coach football at would not be too happy with that. So I will I will allow you guys yeah. to participate in that one. Live on own. stream. <laughs> stacking them up here. Ugh. All right. All right. Speaking of stacking them up, well, the Michigan Wolverines keep stacking up stupid penalties. And our worst day on the web, well, the Michigan Wolverines are making a move to try to snuff out said stupid penalties. But first, here's the big kahuna with the Sports Center update. Hamburgers, the cornerstone of any nutritious breakfast. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. It's time for today's worst day on the web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Man, 
Michigan football analyst Connor Stallions has been suspended as the NCAA investigates an alleged sign-stealing operation by the Wolverines. Dusty, you're Wait, the expert here. Hold on. Did you just say Michigan porn star Connor Stallions? Because that football name analyst? is... Oh, football analyst. Yeah. Okay. Because that guy, that is a name and a half. It's fantastic. Connor Stallions. Connor Stallions. I hope it's Stallions and not Stallions. No, it's, it's Stallions, Because it's only man. one L. Yeah, that's St- Connor Stallions is a solid name. He's also, uh, as you mentioned earlier, a uh, a Marine. Yeah. Which is how he got caught. Don't, don't, maybe. Just saying. I'm like, Might look, be it. You don't send in a grunt for a surgical operation. Well, I don't know if this is a surgical operation that was going on there at Michigan. Well, I mean, again, you are very familiar with sign stealing, so elaborate. I think I'm a Michigan fan now. Hmm. There was a sentence in there that's, (laughs) and I was like, hey, yeah, you're damn right. And then I was like, oh, wow, that sucks. Uh, Somebody who is a source within the Michigan program told Pete Thamel of ESPN, that <laughs> this is worse than the Astros and the Patriots scandal. And I was like, damn, those are two of my favorite teams in one set. And that's mm-hmm. not a good sense for them to be in. No, and which means it was super elaborate, which, again, the first line in the article, a source told ESPN the Wolverines used an yeah. elaborate scouting system it, to steal signals see, from future opponents since at least 2021. See, and I, okay, now he has been suspended. He's the focal point. This guy, Connor Stallions, is a former Marine. They hired... Uh, on staff, and he's a, a, technically a recruiting analyst, mm-hmm. okay? And what these analysts, and, and a lot of these analyst positions are, you can't work with players on the field. So he's a recruiting analyst. That's odd, which means he probably watches film on recruits and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That's supposed to be his job. But by all accounts and people that have been reporting this, isn't just from Thamel, it's from all other sources of, of reporting. I don't know if there's just one person within the Michigan football program that's talking. And by the way, somebody is talking because there's mm-hmm. that's the only way the NCAA finds out. That's the only way any of this gets out is if somebody's like, all right, yeah, we know what Snitches the, get the, stitches. The jig is up here. We, you, you guys are going to get caught. But they said that this Connor Stallions has one job and one job only at Michigan. And it ain't to be a recruiting analyst. It is to steal other team signs. Stealing other team signs is very common. We I talked about this yesterday. Like every program in the country has people dedicated during a game to looking across the field and stealing and deciphering what the other team signals are. And it's really not that hard. What you have to do is the other team will have in in all of those boards, the Chip Kelly boards, very little of that. If any, sometimes there's some games where those boards don't mean anything. They're just holding them up. False flags. To make those other people try to figure out what's going on, who's trying to steal the signs. Mm -hmm. Because what you'll notice is even the teams that hold up the boards, they got other guys doing the hand signals. And you have dummy calls and you have live. Mm -hmm. And the guys that are on the field, they know who's live and who's the dummy. But you're looking at those, and sometimes it's by position group. You, you'll get different signals, right? If you see like a guy in a yellow hat, he may be signaling to the offensive line. The red hat is is signaling to the skill positions, and that's how you can get some of your plays in. But what these teams are, are doing is you're trying to decipher, one, who's live and who's a dummy, mm-hmm. and then, two, what correlate what signal correlates to what happens on the field. And it usually takes a couple possessions to figure out what's going on. Sure, You can also use the game film that you get 
to get any signals that you possibly can. You're zooming in on the sidelines and seeing any of the check with me stuff and what those signals can be. And then you try to figure those things out. Here is where Michigan is running into it. It's that you can't go and scout in person. You can't do it. Which is a rule, a rule since 1994. It's an archaic rule, but a rule nonetheless. It's it, it was all based on, you know, cost saving and the haves and the have-nots. It, the rule probably should be gotten rid of a long time ago. I, and, and I believe this, I think that Jim Harbaugh, I I think he didn't know that this was a rule. Probably when not. he is bounced from college to the NFL, back to college, I bet he was doing this at Stanford. Mm-hmm. I bet that he didn't know that it was a rule because his NFL background would only tell him that you can go and scout in person, right? Hell, you can put a recording device in the box of an, of your opponent. And, but he's saying he didn't know it was happening. Yeah. Yeah, which is now, hilarious, which has been happening for years, and yet somehow they would have advanced notice of, of signals. I yeah. guarantee you, Jim Harbaugh knew that it was happening. Yeah. And he, now they're in violation of rule. All of this, too, and I, I spent a lot of time on this yesterday, that this is the NCAA saying you were defiant. You think that you're going to that three game suspension that you took this mm-hmm. year? Oh, that's cute. Yeah, no, they're trying to find more to drop the hammer on him because he was defiant. He ran his mouth. He's they did their little strut around saying, you know, hey, we're only going to suspend him for three games now, not four games. And this is the NCAA saying, yeah, we may not have many teeth, but if you want to thumb your nose at us, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll we'll throw the book at you. USC knows what this is like, right? Like, I mean, Indeed. USC found this out in a big way. But everybody else since then has just gone, ah, you got us, right? Like, um, you know, Part of me thinks if, if they tried, to, not that they would, if they tried to USC and go near death sanctions, like really ramped it up, Michigan and Jim Harbaugh would be the program to tell the NCAA to get bent. Yeah, it might be. But uh, then they would tell them to get bent, and they would need the other schools to follow suit with them. And that'd be that's easier said than done. Sure. You know, even though they are just a glorified party planning committee. Um, But what Stallions was doing, and now they're trying to get a hold of his laptop. And oh, they're going to get it and they're going to get phones. And it's, but they don't have subpoena power. eh. Like they don't, they, the only thing that could save them is that Michigan just saying, Okay, we're not going to be defiant. We're going to be compliant with everything you want. And hand it over. Here it all is. And Harbaugh probably leaves at the end of the day because there's going to be enough evidence. Because here's the thing that Jim Harbaugh's up against. And the NCAA knows it. Jim Harbaugh doesn't, like, he doesn't even need, he like, if he proves that it wasn't him at the center mm-hmm. of it, that's not good enough. No. He has to prove to the NCAA there's no knowledge that of he it. doesn't know any of it was going on. How do you prove that you didn't know something was happening? Think By about throwing that. everyone else under the bus. But how, like, like how do you pr- because everyone else the, involved the NCAA, would have to, to would have to exclude him from it. The NCAA rule is that it is presumed that the head coach knows everything that is going on mm-hmm. within his program or program program. Or her program. Mm. Or program. So you have to prove that you didn't know something was happening. Unless... Proving like, a negative. Connor, Super fun. Connor Stallions is going to make the move to the uh, San Fernando Valley. I, he and, and he falls on the sword and says, 
No, I truly didn't know. Hmm. And Harbaugh had no idea what was going on. I acted alone and and it was solely myself. Then that is the only way that Harbaugh can kind of prove it. But you know what I take from that real quick, though? Yeah. You know where Van Nuys is. Uh, Is that in the San Fernando Valley? (laughs) Is that where Van Nuys is? Um, but this is this is going to be incredibly hard, and the NCAA knows it's going to be incredibly hard for Jim Harbaugh to prove he knew nothing of what was going on, and all of it is just adding up to Jim Harbaugh, Los Angeles Chargers coach. That's right, or Atlanta Falcons, yeah, or you know, team with a promising future, mm-hmm. not Denver, not going to a bad team, not Arizona, no. Chicago, no. Going, I could see him be Captain Comeback returning to Chicago with Caleb Williams. (sighs) Oh, with Caleb, I could see that happening. Yeah, he gets number one and number two pick, and like the only thing that he screws up because it's Chicago is that he refuses to take Marvin Harrison Jr. because he's an Ohio State guy. Instead, he's like, no, (laughs) I won't. It's like you could have had Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr., but you, he's an Ohio State guy. I could see that happening. He could take. He could take Caleb. Doesn't Michigan have one of the top tackles? Uh, they probably do. No, Notre Dame does. They've got all. This is, but but back to Connor yeah. Stallions. Him getting suspended is the first step, and there's also another big part about this in the Big Ten's involvement because I think the Big Ten's involvement is significant in all of this because the Big Ten came out and they're the ones that made all of this public. Why would the Big Ten make all of this public? Why, like, why would the conference that's supposed to be protecting its member institutions be the one to, to come out and say, the NCAA is investigating Michigan? Hmm. The reason is they know and that this is so, no, they know that this is so widespread that they're warning the other schools on their schedule that, hey, by the way, Michigan State, they've been watching you. Yeah. And so they get out ahead of this, and they announce this on a Thursday. And I bet you they went to them on Wednesday, and we're like, "Hey, you probably already know this because everybody—it's the worst kept secret in the Big Ten. Apparently, mm-hmm. was that Michigan was stealing everybody's signals in advance and doing advanced scouting. But they probably went to them on Wednesday and was like, "Hey, you no, know, this is—they're investigating them now. Change your signals for this week. You need to get ahead of it. And they're letting every future opponent know, guys, have it switched need- up." Cover your six because Michigan's been watching it. That's fair. Yeah. I I also think that they're also probably trying to protect the brand a little bit because they saw the damage that happened to the Houston Astros and the New England Patriots. Because if it does... What damage? The winning championships? Mm-hmm. Like all that? Yeah. We're definitely not talking about it literal years later. Dude, everybody's forgotten about yeah. it. Nobody forgets. <laughs> Coming up next, we'll actually talk about... I'll laugh because if I cry, <laughs> I can't. Coming up next, we will actually talk talk about the Oregon Ducks and the Washington State Cougars, and I swear I won't derail it with beer talk. Danny and Dusty, 10 of the Fan. This is a Football Friday edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. On 1080 The Fan. Quick little breaking news update as it pertains to the Portland Trailblazers. Some uh, roster work is being done, and this is um, anticipated. The guys, the Blazers had quite a few extras mm. uh, in a camp, and it's, I, I said uh, over, camp the la- bodies. over the last couple of weeks the Blazers would get down to 14. They're not going to carry 15. 
They are going to use all three of their two ways. And Justin Manaya has just been added as a uh, third two-way to the uh, grouping. And that would mean either Skylar Mays getting converted into a full-time deal, which was I heard was something that was discussed, or uh, that somebody else would be dropped. And Sean Hyken has it as... Uh, John Butler. John Butler Jr. He got- uh, is uh, no longer a part of the um, two-way groups. But isn't this a, a guy that you could just kind of let him let him sit, and then if nothing else happens, bring him onto the remix? Sure. And that's the benefit of having the remix now. Exactly. Um, as it stands right now, I would imagine the remix roster is going to include the two-way guys. So it with it'll be with the exception of Skylar Mays, who is probably going to so as a two way contract, you you can be on the active NBA yeah. roster fifty times. I would imagine Skylar Mays uses all fifty. The other guys I wouldn't be so certain about. They're just getting seasoning with with Justin Manaya mm-hmm. and Iwabaji. Baji is a guy that they're invested in. He's seven foot one, seven foot two, huge dude who has some natural shot blocking instincts and see what happens. You know, when you've got that kind of size and mobility, see what happens. So have him run out there with the G, with the G League with Remix, and get the fire hose of minutes with Justin Manaya with Ryan Rupair. If you want to send Chris Murray down there, go ahead and do that too, uh, and then kind of figure things out from there. So the Blazers roster then is is like for all intents and purposes, it, this is kind of it. Then I mean, George well, Condit was was waived as well. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna we're starting to see exactly how this thing is going to be. Um, moving into the regular season, and look, their preseason has been done. They've had that's actually the benefit of all this is that you've had some extra time. Mm-hmm. They have until Monday to sit, to when sit you their have roster. ten days off. Yeah, they haven't. The twenty third is at five p.m. Eastern, so uh, but two p.m. local rosters are set. Boy, people care a lot about spots that they're not going to be used very often. You know. Yeah, I mean, um, it's it, it is a good place for for development, and that's what it is. They're development spots. They aren't guys who are going to play. Uh, the Blazers do only have thirteen rostered right now, so they will get one more. Thirteen is the minimum, but the Blazers are going to carry fourteen. And it's going to come down to uh, Kevin Knox, mm. who was with the Blazers at the, during during the end of last year, uh, and uh, Duop Reith, who they brought in from the summer league. Uh, Reith started the last game. Yes, uh, obviously DeAndre uh, Ayton was down, and I yeah. b- believe they were letting everybody else just kind of chill. That was a uh, since it was their last. Last game. That's typically what happens. Either the well, second I know, last but I think that kind of tells you what the pecking order might be. Well, I mean, uh, it's expected that Moses is already done, but you know, as far as between uh, Wap and and Knox, yeah, it'd be a little bit interesting if they carried four centers. Hey, well, size has been the issue, so it, it, it they're has... going against everything that they that they were in the past, mm-hmm. and I'm here for it. Oh, they have, and that is that is something the organization has said is that they are big. If you had the, no that shooters, pendulum swinging from small undersized guards to lots of big. Yeah, men. When, when all you had was shooters and no bigs, mm-hmm. and now all you have is bigs and no shooters, yeah. so I'm here for it. The, the organization has said multiple times we'd rather err on the size, athleticism, defense potential front than just the shooting front. We, Size it's, matters. It's, it's, it's true. No matter what anybody tells you, it's true. And it's harder to find. Everywhere. You just got to know how to use it, you know? It's true. And then there's people like Victor Winbinyama who have size and know how to use their entire body, man. Mm-hmm. Like, Victor Winbinyama nutmegging dudes on the perimeter is wild. Think about how far down he has to go to put that thing, to put it between their legs. That's one way to phrase that sentence. 
I thought so. Professional. I thought so. Professional. All right. Well, that's your Blazers roster update news. Coming up next, now we will talk about the Washington State I almost said Washington State Huskies. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, Kook fans. Ooh, they would the, have stabbed you. Yeah, I know. The Washington State Cougars and the Oregon Ducks. Through the a, live stream. Uh, right? And a 20-point spread? Coming up next, Danny and Dusty, 1080 Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.